You might have let me in on your plan while he throttled me. Oh, Paul, watcher. Did your life pass before your eyes? Cup of tea, cup of tea. Almost got shagged. Cup of tea. Hey there, welcome to episode 102 of Revisiting Sunnydale. I am Camila. I'm Marcella. And we're on day, I have no idea, of self-quarantine. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. So. I don't even know anymore. This is, this is just, this is life. Do you know anyone that has it? No, thank God. I don't either. So, yeah, hopefully we can keep it like that. And hopefully um, people are staying where they're supposed to be and think, doing the whole self-isolation thing. Which reminds me, I made a self-isolation uh, playlist on Spotify. So if you it's guys are that, it's called socially distant and yep. I will go ahead and tweet it out or, or whatever, put it on our website or do some stuff to make it available to y'all's. But, um, because I, I just like making playlists anyway. And I was like, why not? I did not want to make one that was coronavirus heavy, which right. I saw a lot of people doing. Um, I really would like to keep that out of my subconscious. Right. So. <laughs> like, can we not, like, I feel so bad for Corona, the brand. <laughs> You've they're gonna take a hit. They're gonna take a, they're gonna take a hit. Like, so bad. <laughs> nobody's ever gonna want to say it again. You have to change it. No, no, not at all. <laughs> so I don't, so I guess we'll pour some out for Corona, the yeah. beer. <laughs> the hardest thing for me in this time of Corona uh, is I touch my face all the time. Me too. I didn't realize how much I do it. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to do about it. Like, I'm like, I, I, there's nothing. I mean, we wear glasses. So it's like I get the corner of my eye gets itchy and I just right. washed my hand. So I'm going to scratch my eye. Like, Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's tough. That is a, a really tough thing. And then also, I mean, but I've already been doing it like since uh Kaj was born so like for the past 10 months but it's like the incessant hand washing mm-hmm. is my poor hands they're so yeah. dry like it, yeah. I, I had to give up on lotion and it was like straight up just vitamin e oil that was it yeah. it's like all right we're just gonna have to go like real hardcore <laughs> i got this ahava uh, oh i love ahava i love ahava. So i got much. this ahava water i gotta put it on right now because my hands are looking a little happy <laughs> you know you know, what, what cracks me up is we were all in such a good place sustainability-wise. Mm-hmm. We were breathing so economical. Yeah. We don't give a fuck about water anymore. <laughs> no, not at all. No, nobody care how much water you use. Nope. We are just running it constantly. The faucet yep. is constantly running. I am yep. washing my hands every 10 minutes. Oh, like every I time. I get one more email from a CEO telling me what he's doing with his <laughs> business for Corona. I'm going to flip out. Like, I'm going to lose it. Like, seriously, Shutterfly? I don't need to know what you guys are doing right? over there. <laughs> Golden Corral? I do need to know what you, because you're nasty. <laughs> right. They were like, we're shutting our buffet down. I'm like, good. I should hope so. <laughs> and I saw that, you know, like Giant Eagle is doing a bunch of like extra stuff. Like they put up the shields between the cashier and, you know, the patron, which great. But my question is, what are you doing about the produce? Yeah. Like, are you guys going to cover that up a little bit or something? Right. Because I also saw something somewhere that there's some nasty ass teenagers going around coughing on shit. <laughs> I saw stores. somebody licking the handles of the grocery carts i hate people yep people really do suck yep so okay i think we've 
we've uh, exhausted that that topic. Basically, stay at home and stop licking shit that you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if your episode... tongue's not supposed to be there, don't put your tongue there. <laughs> right. Episode 102, Revisiting Sunnydale, Bargaining, Part 1. We have now entered Season 6, Episode 1, friends. Are we happy about it? Yes. Are we, Are we excited about, about it? it? Very yeah. much so. I know, but don't worry. We will still hang in there with you. Once Buffy said and done, as we said before, we're going to revisit Angel. So we're going to leave Sunnydale and hop on over to L.A. and uh, find out what our everybody's favorite brooding vampire is up to, which, quite frankly, I like him much more on his own show than I did on Buffy. So me too. Not but not find that our haste for Angel will decrease significantly when we get yes. to his own show absolutely particularly um, when angelus is around i've got so many thoughts on that and i can't wait to get into them all right so like our facebook page revisiting sunnydale follow us on twitter at back to sunnydale rate review us on all of the things of itunes libsyn iHeartRadio, google Podcasts, and player fm we are almost everywhere so please do us a solid and just subscribe to us please and review us and rate us and you know Get, tell your friends to listen too. There's and this now is a great time to catch up on podcasts mm-hmm. and also catch up on podcasting, which we are doing from the yep. comforts of our, our respectful homes. Nerd dens. <laughs> yes, our nerd dens. Our nerd dens. Um, all right. So bargaining part one, original air date October second, two thousand one, written by Marty Noxon, directed by David Grusman. The gang hope to bring Buffy back from the dead. Meanwhile, motorcycle riding demons discover the Buffy bot has been posing as the slayer. Hmm. Uh. I guess the important guest star of this episode is Amber Benson, which is she considered a guest star anymore? I forget. Is she in the opening credits? She does not, if I remember correctly, she doesn't make a full-time cast member until the episode she dies. Ooh. Yeah. Rude. Okay. <laughs> it's real rude. <laughs> so as we open up with, we find out that our gang has gotten like super creative. Well, not really super creative, but they've gotten creative and relied heavily on the Black Arts to continue patrolling since Buffy is all dead and stuff. <laughs> Well, and can we give Tara a little bit of credit? Like she's she's wearing like that red leather coat and she's full force running across with a stake in her hand and she's running faster than Giles. Yes. There's three people chasing this really overweight black vampire who is so adorable. (laughs) He looks like he just wants to get away. Like I'm like that. Like he's trapped in a hamster cage. He's like, I don't want any problems. Right. I don't just want to continue my undead life. (laughs) I didn't. I wasn't even trying to fight anyone. I just wanted a Slurpee. I was just hanging out over here. I was. I promise I wasn't going to hurt anybody. <laughs> and we so, see Willow on top of that. Uh, what is it? A a tomb or a, tomb, a, I guess is it a, a ma- so mausoleum? Mausoleum. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. And she's just standing up there surveying the land, telling everybody through telepathy mm-hmm. what to do. She's got some new tricks up her sleeve, which I kind of wish she had done this earlier. This would have been very useful years ago. Right. right? <laughs> this is a new skill, I guess, but uh, could have been helpful all throughout high school. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Xander's not happy about it at all. 
No. All he sees are horror movie endings where his head explodes. <laughs> he's uh he's nervous, which mm-hmm. understandably so. I don't think I would like somebody poking around in my brain no. and just speaking to me whenever they want to. Right. Anya makes a great point of like you could knock first. <laughs> There's got to be some way you can be like ding dong hello. Right. I would like to uh, talk to you. Right. Telepathy, please. <laughs> My problem with it though is we've seen in the past that Willow can float pencils. Uh huh. So you would think that this is a skill she has developed over years, that she would be able to float something a little heavier than a pencil. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a stake. Right. So if you're asked to standing up there and you can see where they are. Why are you not just floating stakes into vampires? Just left this to rest. This is true. This float, is true. Float stakes. Stakes. Wasted, wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. What what a waste of your magical skills. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> See, we think about new stuff every single time we watch this show. Yep. And that's so, why it will continue on in our hearts forever. Poor Evs. And poor Giles is having some trouble keeping up. Uh, he just, as he puts it, needs to die for a little bit. <laughs> and Spike has decided to not slick his hair back anymore, and we're okay Which... with it. So as I said, I have said before, season six is a glorious time for Spike's hair. Yes, I would like is. to um, just offer that out there. Just thanks to whoever decided to make, whoever decided to make that a choice, whoever made that a, a thing for season six. Like, you know what Spike's not going to do? He's not going to lay his hair down this season. Yeah, it's going to be a little rough and we're going to like it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So they're all uh, tussling about and then we find out. You know, we see Buffy, but dun dun dun, it's the Buffy bot. So once they let us go on for a good couple of minutes, thinking mm-hmm. like, did I fall asleep? Did I miss <laughs> something? Like I'm pretty sure at the end of last season she was dead, and mm-hmm. she keeps saying weird things. <laughs> and then and I want. So I want to know: Did at any point, if anyone just sat down and thanked Spike for making that? <laughs> after the right project. no and so their whole point now is that they need the world to believe that buffy is still alive because of things like social services <laughs> taking dawn away or uh just because you know vampires and all the evil if they find out the slayer's dead they will come a knocking and again just for those clear to be clear the slayer line is not on buffy anymore the Uh -uh. slayer line was on her when she died in what season two season two season two and then faith was called so it's on faith so this is why there's not another slayer that comes like poking around because slay or faith is locked up she's incarcerated right now yeah so they're just out and i guess there's no way to like call one up early does the council not have that ability <laughs> they probably should have but well, i guess i guess the council doesn't know either right no no because they're all they're keeping it all secret which not wanting the vampires to know that it's i mean before she moved there it was just there right like It'll be there again. Well, I mean, it won't because the whole town is in the ground, but you know what I'm saying? Right. But, like, I I guess I understand not wanting the town to be overrun, but as far as Dawn is concerned, I hate to say it, but she's not your responsibility. 
No, she's deactivated. She's no longer a key. Right. <laughs> so it's she's weird. no longer a... Yay! Good luck with, like, life. I don't know what you're gonna do. What? I mean, I guess since we're staying here, we could look out for you. So but... which, me, which brings us to that Willow and Tara have moved into the summer house. Which, sure. Who's paying that mortgage? <laughs> Giles? <laughs> You know, I have so many questions and complaints and concerns about the whole financial situation that is really not well addressed in this entire season. Just the fact that like the whole time that Buffy is dead and they wait for her to come back. Oh, by the way, here's all the bills that need to be paid. Bitch, Bitch. y'all been, (laughs) what have you been doing? You, and they make a point of saying like your mom's insurance money held on for a little bit, but. So you had the Buffy bot using my debit card (laughs) at the bank, getting my money out of the bank. Right. And at no point did anybody think, you know what, we should probably get part-time jobs. Because Mm -hmm. I don't know what y'all bitches are studying right now, but you have time to get a part-time job. Right. And Dawn is what? 15, 16 years old. Oh, yeah. She can get a part-time job, too. She could be working at Double Meat Palace and bing, bang, boom, she could have referred Buffy to work there next season. <laughs> or this season. It's, that's what would have been fun. That's your in. Dawn should be working. Yep. And so they're all they're all holed up in Buffy's house trying to live life per usual and they're getting the Buffy bot ready for something. They're trying to keep her from answering the phone because poor Don is still holding on to hope that her dad doesn't suck and that he's going to call like he said he would. And they don't want him to call and Buffy bot answers and he knows something's wrong because he's going to try to take down. Yo, I'm going to tell right. y'all right now, Hank's, Hank is not trying to take Don. No, he's not concerned. <laughs> no, not he at all. He even come back for Joyce's funeral. He is gone. Right. Y'all could have told him that, you know, that social services did take Dawn away and he'd be like, oh, well, she's probably better off. He's mm-hmm. not he's no. not thinking about them. No. He's not as far concerned. as we know, that he, <laughs> he could have mailed them a copy of his death certificate because <laughs> he is dead to them. <laughs> now, here's a question I didn't think of until just now looking at the screen. So it would have made more sense for Giles to move into that house with Dawn. Right. But no, Willow and Tara move in there. So where'd the money for your room and board at school go? Right. What'd you do no, with that money? They bought shoes, magic supplies and magic frogs. supplies, frog's legs, bad dresses. Yep. Overflowing Empire was Empire waist dresses. Uh-huh. Somehow I think Buffy's being taken advantage here. A little bit. So they're trying to get Buffy about ready to go to parent-teacher conference day. And also, I think that Giles probably should have been with her. Yep. With the Buffy bot. Yep. And she says some some weird stuff, but not, like, completely bizarre things. It's just stuff like, you know, hey, I made Dawn's lunch. And then because everybody <laughs> is self-obsessed, they just kind of take it like, yeah. You know, they do what the thing. That they do about the food. <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, yeah, that's what she was talking about. And they try to make it as, as, as though she was being much more insightful than she actually was. She's yeah. just stating the obvious. And if anyone had taken a simple second to look at Dawn's face... <laughs> They would have known something was wrong because Dawn is just like oh, horrified. 
horrified the whole time. Every time she opens her mouth, she's just like. And is Dawn the only child there? Uh, no, there are other okay. kids. It just so happens that a lot of them look like adults. <laughs> They're all old as fuck. Mm-hmm. So we just we after you know Buffy has a Buffy bot has a smashing success at parent teacher conference. Um, you know by getting all the parents to raise very insightful questions. Giles is preparing to leave. Yep, he's trying to get things in order at the ma- at the magic box, and <laughs> Anya is not ha- his is very balled up she's she's her, her butt's puckered <laughs> because he keeps like he keeps saying he's gonna leave but then he finds something in the records that they have to go over it again and she's like what the fuck like just leave <laughs> she's like are you angry with me i used to punish people <laughs> like this and make them go over spreadsheets for eternity Which, she's not wrong i'm, I'm told i see your point anya mm-hmm. <laughs> i do and she's being she's being really mean, and it's Xander that's like, um, Anya, he's leaving the store to you when he goes. And of course, Giles is like, I'm not dying. I'm just going back to England. It's like, y'all know what? Y'all gonna stop trying to like shove me under a rug somewhere. Right. <laughs> when, as we talked about in our last episode, he should be here with a big ass beard, a, bo- a bottle of whiskey, <laughs> and a shirt open. <laughs> Because he's traumatized. Snarling at everything. <laughs> <laughs> but Giles is keeping it together very well. And nobody seems to care. No one is asking Giles, how are you? You mm-hmm. have lost your Slayer. You've lost your Slayer's mom. Yep. You've lost a lot. Like a lot. A lot. Xander is... He is perpetually mansplaining life to Anya. Yes, which, that's, yes, and I hate it. Which I understand at some point, like, and I don't understand why they, why Anya is written as she's written, because Anya was a human at some point in her life. At the beginning, she started off human. Right. She was a demon, granted, yes, for a good portion of her life, or like, much more, than she, much longer than she was actually human. But she was around, she was she was living amongst humans. Right. So she knows how they behave. Yeah. And she didn't act like this when she was, when she first showed up. No. When she was pretending to be a student. So. Right. <laughs> Give me a freaking fear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they make her out to be as so disconnected from the human experience that they do once she becomes human for good. Yeah. It's the Eric Matthews principle. Yeah. <laughs> Because they did kind of make her dumber over the course of a couple seasons. Right. They dumbed her character down for humor. Yeah. And, laughs. and it's it's kind of a waste because, you know, she had so much more to offer. And we would, we'll, we see it every so mm-hmm. often. Like she has like a lot of insight, obviously, because she's been around for thousands of years. And so she knows the demonology and the demon world. But... Nobody wants to give her the credit. No, and there's two conflicting Anyas because there are episodes where Anya is so strong that she would never let Xander even talk to her like that. And right. then there are episodes where she's so meek that it's confusing. And I'm going to blame it on the different writers. Yeah, exactly. So in this episode, Xander's like, hey, stop talking to Giles like that. He's still your employer, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, but look, I've got all this stuff pent up in me. Like he keeps telling me that he's going to leave. And I'm really excited about this this new 
this new portion of my life where I get to be in charge. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But she's like super stoked to like find her wings and like she wants to be in charge. So she was excited about that. But Giles is like, eh, I'm, he keeps he's, he's waiting. He's taking too long. And she's like, yeah. she's like, at first I was patient, but now I'm annoyed. And then also the whole secret engagement. She's really fucked up about that. He's like, yeah. don't tell anybody like you did this. And I, my life is on hold because Buffy is dead and it doesn't make any sense to me. And they're keeping the fact that they're trying to bring Buffy back from the dead from Dawn and Giles. And Spike. And Spike. So Anya's got a buttload of secrets, and she's in a lot of emotions, and she doesn't know what to do with them. Right. And they keep leaking out in inappropriate ways, such as snapping (laughs) at Giles. Like, them slapping each other was so funny. There was a slap fight over a statue of Ishtar or something. Yeah. (laughs) That was actually Giles' personal stash, or personal possession. And Anya makes a, you know, she makes a good point. She's she's pissed off because she makes a statement that life doesn't stop just because she's gone. Right. She's tired of waiting for her life to start. She wants to tell people she's getting married. She wants to take over the magic box. But no, everybody keeps telling her that she has to wait. And she's sick of it. She's sick of it. In the meantime... So the gang, the rest of the gang is going to get themselves together secretly uh, while Don and Spike hang out. <laughs> Just hanging out. Too. Like, um, like okay. I mean, technically, I guess he's her protector slash babysitter, but it just seems like almost an awkward first date. Um, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with how short her skirt is on this couch. I'm uncomfortable <laughs> knowing the lyrics of that song. Yes, yes, yes. That makes it much more... Much more un- uncomfortable for me. Uncomfortable now, and I wish just, I hadn't remembered that. <laughs> every every scene with Spike and Dawn is tainted mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. But that hair, I love yeah. that hair. That hair, though. So he's super. So Spike is like super uh, invested in protecting Dawn for now and forever because well, he thinks he let her down. She just thinks it's stupid to have to go to school, and he's like, "No, you have to," you know, and. Because Buffy would want it. Because Buffy would want you to. <laughs> but she's trying to tell him, she's like, you know what, it's cool if you don't want to hang out here, if you're bored or whatever. And he's like, nah, I'm going to I'm gonna kick it. We're going to play gin rummy. And she's like, no, for real, I'm not the key anymore. So nobody's after me. He's like, girl. And he gets off. He gets kind of pissed. Right. He's like, he's just, he's still feeling some kind of way. He thinks that he let everybody down. Because Buffy told him to protect her and he failed at that in the gift. And so now he's um, taking this whole responsibility very seriously about protecting Dawn. Wrong. He did kind of like, he got your ass all the way up there and then and he just let uh, that old man just shove you. Just shove you right um, huh. if it you might as well kept your ass on the ground. <laughs> you could have maybe did. thrown a rock or something. Huh? Right. You were really, you, yeah, you, you fucked up. You mm-hmm. fucked up. <laughs> but he's feeling guilty and he's going to stay there with her and that's what he's going to do okay. now for some reason the Buffy bot's off on her own why? why isn't she plugged in charging? Like, why, is why, she out? why would they let her out by herself? and she gets fucked up the one thing that they didn't want to happen immediately happens right so she's off. she finds a vampire that's wearing a Hanson t-shirt Sure. 
Now, oh, either way, it's embarrassing because A, you got killed in that shirt mm-hmm. and raised, or this is a choice. You chose to choice. put that shirt on after uh-huh. you were turned into the undead. He is wearing cargo pants too, so I think it's it's a choice. Mm. So out of all the creatures and things, like this dude is like barely clearing like five foot two and he it was probably like merely an oversight why somebody even sired him anyway yep so he it was an accident (laughs) so he gets into a tussle with her and he cuts her and exposes the robot circuitry yep and she starts banging into walls yes and he's like holy shit the slayer is a robot and she's like no wait come back and he stops. Like she's like and he stops. She's like stop, and he does. So like um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think even after he was like, I'm I'm just gonna go because you're just walking into garbage cans. <laughs> so now the gang has found the one thing they need, this urn of something, to bring Buffy back on eBay. On eBay, <laughs> Willow gets really upset that. Uh, Anya may have used a magic box supplier because Giles could find out, but she didn't. <laughs> she found it on eBay, and she said she also got a nice deal on a limited edition Backstreet Boys lunchbox <laughs> that apparently Xander wanted. For someone. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think he cuts her off. Like, yeah, see, like, arm, arm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that they're doing this without Giles. Right, because they know they're wrong. Right. Like, I could see not letting Spike know. I could see maybe not getting Don's hopes up. Right. But do you know who has spent his life <laughs> around magic and <laughs> spells and rituals and things of this nature? Giles. Giles. The one you know, should probably consult about yeah. doing this. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Probably would have had a few less side effects that we have to deal with in the next couple episodes, too. Right. And so, and I know that Willow and Tara, well, at least Tara, was very anti-Dawn wanting to bring Joyce back. Yeah. And they do a little explanation of that because Buffy was killed by mystical energy. It wasn't a natural cause. They can bring her back. Convenient. I'm not buying this at all. Nope. She died. She died. You guys got a body. It's not, you know, she died. Like her soul, her body was there. Her soul is gone. Yes, that's what death is. Yeah. And it would be one thing if she would just disappear and they didn't have a body afterwards and they were just trying to find her from somewhere. And then the arrogance, no, the idiot, the idiocy to believe that she is in a hell dimension. Right. Because, and they they liken it to like Angel was was trapped in a hell dimension. Not every person goes there when they die. You know what Angel did that Buffy didn't? He spent hundreds of years killing, maiming, murdering, mm-hmm. eating, raping, pilling, like doing right. all sorts of terrible shit. And you know where else he was standing? Right in right. front of a hell dimension portal. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different. So you guys, you can go ahead and try to make yourselves feel better. <laughs> if you want she but didn't technically don't. jump into the hell dimension she just jumped into some energy right so <laughs> your arguments are invalid and uh everyone 
like Willow is the main one that's like really leading the charge here. Yeah. And what I, I do like is that there's some there's a little hesitance with Xander and I think maybe Tara. Anya as well. <clears throat> Xander's like, who made you the boss of us? <laughs> and they're like, you did. <laughs> and they voted. Yeah. And I want to see the boss of us plaque. That's so all. I. I, just, I just would have liked a, a quick shot. Just one the on the wall. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, my problem with it, it, with Willow's whole insistence on this is because she even says, we don't really know where she is. She could be in a hell dimension. So you're mm-hmm. basing all of this on a could. Right. So you're okay with the fact that she could be somewhere happy. Right. But so because there, you think there's a slight chance that she might not be, you have to do this thing. What probably would have been easier is if Willow had done some sort of locator spell. Right. And it would have been much better <laughs> that, you know, just kind of try to find Buffy's soul, which I'm sure there's a spell for that. Right. They, they use it with Angel all the time. Right. So, but no. Nope. Instead, we're going to do this. And now they go home and find that the Buffy bot, Spike is like, you need to, something is wrong with her. <laughs> <laughs> so Willow's got to sit down and do some tech support. And you can tell that Spike is very uncomfortable around the Buffy bot. And she continues to make little cute little comments to her at him. Right. Your sexy body or whatever. That (laughs) Willow swears she tried to get all of that stuff out of her programming, but there's still some things in there and it just breaks his heart. Yeah. It's fucking him up. Really. really. And he had to leave. Mm. He just takes off. And... The Buffy bot is actually really sad because she thinks that Spike stopped liking her. Right. She's upset. She doesn't know what she did wrong. (laughs) And Willow has to convince her that everything's okay. It's just fine. He's just sad. And I'm noticing, like, really noticing that James must have, like, gone on a different workout regimen for this because he is very toned and very... Someone like painted was, that T-shirt on, right? Like he, I mean, he was always in good shape on the show, but this is like this is probably like prime. Fucking, well, I probably told him. So in about five episodes, you're going to be wearing nothing but a sock, a sock, <laughs> nothing else, just a sock. Yeah, just a sock. So you got about two months to uh, press it out. <laughs> exactly. Because he does go through quite a bit of nudity this season. He does, which. More nudity than we've ever had on this show. Number one reason why my favorite season. Poor Dawn can't sleep. And she goes and finds the Buffy bot, which is charging in Buffy's room. This is creepy. And snuggles with her. It's creepy. Now. Why is she not standing up in a closet somewhere charging? Why is she laying in the bed? Eyes open, plugged into everything like a generator and a car battery. and It's super creepy. But kudos to Sarah Michelle for some yeah. solid robot acting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, next, we got Giles is training with the Buffy bat. I don't know why. I don't he's, either, but I still call him Giles. <laughs> like, I wish that was a running gag that she just mm-hmm. continued to get his name wrong. Right. And he's trying to instill 
the method of chi, the, the theory of chi on her. And Anya's trying to tell him, is like, maybe it's going to be kind of lost on her. But Giles is having an existential crisis right now. He's trying to work through a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it rather calmly. But he's starting to think that Buffy would have been better off without him. And yeah. this is making me much more sad than it should. Yes. <laughs> this whole episode, there are moments where it's just... Like trying to teach a robot to breathe. She doesn't need to breathe. Right. She just and there's this funny thing of like <gasps> <laughs> The Buffy Bot is adorable. I really enjoy every moment she's on screen. <laughs> yes. In the meantime, our Hansen vamp is bragging to them to some motorcycle demons from hell about how he bested uh, the slayer <laughs> and that she's a robot. Yeah. And they all think he's just some weird nerd. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah. Hansen shirt. Way to... Yeah. <laughs> right man so. shirt. Um, and, oh, God. And these are some of the most disgusting creatures that have ever graced the presence of this show. It's... I don't even know how to describe them. They're... We don't see anything this bad until season one of Angel, the Nazi demons. Oh, Yeah remind me of these guys a lot because mm-hmm. they've got like open facial like yeah piercings and scarring and they're like skull yeah this ugh they've got like, like leather just like pierced like the one that their face. takes the nerd to his boss mm-hmm. he reminds me of like they all of them actually it's just the leader's a little fatter than the other one but they remind me more of the Turricons that Buffy has to fight in season seven but they should be way stronger than that. Yeah. But with the pointing yeah. ears and right, right. You know, I don't. Are they vampires? Are they just demons? What are they? I think they're just demons, but they're they're super gross. And one of them, like like not even just gross looking, but like everything about them is disgusting. The one calls the Hanson vamp a blood rag. Yeah. <laughs> It's also gross. <laughs> so Hanson is telling them that you know he kicked the Buffy Bot's ass, and the leader of this motorcycle gang is all "fuck yeah, Sunnydale's wide open. There's no Slayer. Let's go get it." And the Hanson kid wants to. He wants to join them, and he knows that they don't normally. I love this too. They don't normally let vampires join because of the sunlight issue. <laughs> <laughs> But since he's the one that told him, can he please join their gang? And they say, no, thank you. So politely. <laughs> and so politely. so polite about it. It gets a little dusty. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get some, our song of the week, which is called Permanence by Static X. And it's the Sounds first time right. we get some, like, really hard rock, like metal rock on the yes. show as That's these humans some- roll out. Right, and that's something. That's a theme that we'll see later on in other, se- like in this season and other seasons, is that they start to get. I guess their music budget was amped up a little bit. They started yep. to get rights to like a lot of actual like pop charted charted songs. Clue in for the episode where we watch Camila <laughs> lose her shit as Bush <laughs> takes over the soundtrack for a very good moment between Buffy and Spike. I think you may have called me <laughs> when it oh, probably oh, immediately gets. Are you listening to this? 
<laughs> they did it. They finally did it. I am beside myself. I don't know what to do. Now, unfortunately, we come back from the commercial break to find a beautiful willow in a gorgeous field surrounded by flowers and wind and breeze and a beautiful little deer comes up to her. Oh, is she going to meditate? Was nope, she, she ripped the fucking heart out. <laughs> she ripped its heart out and she collected a big bowl of its blood. But why are we dressed in white for this? Right? Because <laughs> what were you going to do? Like, catch an Uber home? Like, oh, <laughs> it's just berries. Don't even. <laughs> but that's a heart in a bag. Do you have a heart in a bag? No, no, no. It's not a heart no. in a bag. Would you please just drive? <laughs> <laughs> And she had changed her clothes by the time she gets back to the magic box. So she probably did get some on her. Clearly. I mean, she was wearing all white. I couldn't eat a bowl of cereal without getting something all over me wearing white. So they're going to wait until later that night to do their little ritual thing to bring Buffy back. And they want to stay quiet until then, which we all know is a really bad idea. And Tara's getting nervous. She's got an upset belly. She doesn't really want to do this. And Willow's like, basically, fuck up. She doesn't care. No. She, like, we're doing this whether anybody likes it or not. And <sighs> every single one of them has expressed that they don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And Willow has just consistently said, it's, it'll be fine. Right. Not it'll my problem. You agreed to this mm-hmm. a couple months ago. And so we're going to still do it. They're like, oh, okay. And then Anya finds a note that she hands to Xander that just says, I've gone, Giles. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) You're just going to leave? So you you just, without saying anything, you just bounce. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. So the poor gang, they scramble together, and, you know, this is pre 9 11. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they managed to get like right up to his boarding gate. Yep. And they have like a makeshift, you know, goodbye party. And it's really sweet and it's really cute. And it's got like the little sign that says Bon Voyage Giles with balloons. And they had to stop at the gas station, I guess, to get some gifts like apple pie to yeah. make you make you remember, <laughs> you know, America and all that stuff. And then we get the girl arg. Tara and Willow. It's so cute. It's one of the most endearing Tara moments in the show. Yes. <laughs> and then Don gives him their little handmade card and he reads it and everybody's all sappy and sad. But they let him know that they'll miss him, but they'll be okay. No, they won't. No, you won't. <laughs> You're all lying to him and to yourselves. <laughs> Exactly. And the only one that is like going to be okay is Anya. She's like, I'm fine. You can go. It'll be all right. I got this. I'll wash your money. Right. Which the rest of them, no. It's just going like to be a terrible what their, mess. Uh, what their cut is of the magic box. Like, what's Anya's stake in the business? What's she getting? Yeah. Like, is she part owner? I guess so. Or is she just an employee? Is she just watching it while he's gone? Right. I have a lot of questions. And if, you know, if so, like, what is her salary? Is right. She hourly? Is she right. Is she paying herself? Because I can't imagine this magic box is bringing in that much money. Right. And then 
you and I both know we're adults. We know how much airline tickets cost. <laughs> you know what you're doing later tonight that he's going to have to turn around and fly right back and deal with this shit? He bought a one-way ticket, not yeah. a round trip. Right. <laughs> so then he had to buy another one-way ticket, which now he's on a watch list <laughs> because he's buying one-way tickets back and forth from L.A. <laughs> Within like a 24 hour period. Which did they have to drive to LA because, or to Orange, like LAX? Because I'm. Sunnydale didn't have its own airport. I think they. I think they, there was a mention of there was an actual Sunnydale airport. And it, but if they do, but if they do, there's no way that there's flights to England. No. <laughs> no. And. Doesn't he get a middle seat too? Isn't he like? I think so. <laughs> oh, Giles. At any time, it could have been like, um, we're totally bringing Buffy back tonight. Yeah, that would have been a really good time to tell him. Right. Or to come up with an excuse for why he couldn't leave until like a few days from then. Yeah. You know? But no. They selfish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they let him go. So they decide that they're they're still on board for it. And in the meantime, we got this fucked up gang coming through town. Which, where have they been? Because if that's all it took for there not to be a Slayer in Sunnydale for them to act the way they do. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like the logic behind it. Like, I know the Slayer, there's like 50 of them. but And one Slayer. So they just wouldn't have come there anyway. To, right. And weren't you already end up doing? Right. And weren't you already doing what you were going to be doing anyway? Like, why is Sunnydale so special to you? Right. Like, you would think there should have been another reason, like, why specifically they wanted to be on the Hellmouth, other than it's the Hellmouth. Like, right. maybe they wanted to raise something, or maybe they wanted to go, like, open a portal or go back to hell or whatever. It should have been a little bit more than just destruction. Yeah. There is an outside shot where it says Sunnydale Airport <laughs> building. Wow. Wow. There's an airport in that town. Okay, There's sure. That town. Well, that probably his flight, he probably has several connecting flights. So the Sunnydale Airport probably connected him to LAX mm-hmm. <laughs> so he could fly to England. <laughs> so, my first question for you you're going to bring your friend back from the dead, right? Mm hmm. You gotta make sure you got that urn thingy. You gotta make sure you got your candles. You know what you might have wanted to do as well? Bring some moist towels. <laughs> you might have wanted to dig her up. Bring a shovel. Nobody wanted to, nobody thought about that. It's like, okay, we're gonna bring her back. What did you think was going to happen? Because she was just going to mystically appear? Right. And they brought her back all right. Y'all some assholes. Right where she was. Mm-hmm. But they're starting, but that comes later. They're doing this ritual and it gets real weird real quick. Mm-hmm. It starts to be, and, and it's and it's becoming obvious that Willow knew what to expect. So it's like, there's some real jacked up stuff happening. There's like slash, her, her, her arms are being slit open. There's things crawling under her skin and everybody else is freaking the fuck out. And she's like, Except no. Tara. Tara knew. Because she right. said Willow told her that, or that Willow told her this would happen. So at least she told her, but. Right. Xander and Anya are not 
privy, but they're starting to hear the motorcycles. The gang just so happens to arrive at this exact moment, this very delicate moment (laughs) where they need all the concentration and all of the calm in the world. And all hell breaks loose. (laughs) Like, yeah. But then she They come in real hot, but like the gang comes in real hot. Uh (laughs) Into like downtown Sunnydale too, like everywhere. They're at like that espresso pump and they're just knocking coffee out of people's hands. Like, right. Rolling the motorcycles over things, busting up stuff, like throwing Molotov cocktails. Yeah. Necessary? (laughs) And the people are just like, yee, again? (laughs) And they all flee and go home. Which it would I would have been packing up to move a long time ago. Yeah, but Willow like coughs up that nasty snake. It's a test, and <laughs> Xander almost loses his cookies. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why they needed to be there. It's not like she's not drawing like essence from them, is she? <clears throat> drawing essence from oh the gang. From- yeah, yeah she, I don't know. She needed them to hold candles. To hold a candle? You couldn't put that candle on the ground? <laughs> and once again, the Buffy bot is off on her own, patrolling, and she comes into contact with the gang. And uh, I don't know if it's then at this point, but at some point they make some really disgusting remarks about their body parts and human body parts. It's a little later. Mm-hmm. I think it's in part two, and ah. I think it says it to, to Willow. Gotcha. <laughs> too far, writers. Too, too far. far. And the part one and part two are written by two different people, which is strange to me. It, yeah, it's a, it should be seamless, same tone. Yeah, and it and it, it actually explains a little bit why I don't really care for these episodes because they kind of do feel like two totally different. Like they're the tone shifts at one mm-hmm. point, right? And Marty Knoxon wrote the first episode, and David Fury wrote the second episode. But David Grossman directed both parts. Now, it's just nasty. Some of the like Marty, I, I I'm surprised that Marty wrote this one. You know, yeah. like the, the demon says to her, like, you're nothing but a toy, a mm-hmm. pretty toy. Yeah. And it's like, ew, Marty. <clears throat> uh, it's very. But Buffy does, like, she kicks her ass a little bit. They hurt her again. And because she's hurt, she goes there's like Willow. a subroutine in her system that she has to go to Willow. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what Willow has in her. Yeah. That allows the bot to track her down. Maybe it's just some sort of magic spell. Maybe at that point. This is where tech, science and magic cross over. Yeah. And we've gone from Willow, like, coughing up a snake to now, you know, when we last saw them, <laughs> like, they were on either side and Willow was in the front. Now mm-hmm. the three of them are all huddled together <laughs> watching Willow like be surrounded by a bunch of energy and they're freaking oh. the fuck out. Right. And at that exact moment, the motorcycle demons roll through and just start... Because of the bot. Right. And they just start circling and circling and circling. And finally, one of them rolls over the, the urn of whatever and breaks and it. Willow just loses it. 
and falls But you do see everything that was surrounding Willow when the urn breaks goes directly into the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's Xander's idea that they need to leave. It's time to go. (laughs) But they split it. Like, he snatches Willow up and runs with her because she's kind of, like, out of it. And then uh, poor Anya and Tara are kind of left on their own to fend for themselves. Yep. And Anya gets picked up by one of the demons and put across the bike and he's taken off with her. I don't know where the hell he thought he was going with her. (laughs) But Tara shoots some shit at the bike from her hand that knocks the bike over and she saves Anya. Why didn't you do that to the big fat vampire at the beginning of the show? Right. To knock him down when you were running all over the cemetery for him. If you could do that, (laughs) it makes no sense. A lot of their spells and things just become convenient for the moment, and um, it, it's it's very upsetting to me. It really is, and you have to suspend that disbelief. Right. It's like, fine, take me on this journey. So on this journey, after our gang has been separated and terrorized and whatnot, we come back to Buffy's grave, and we get down in there, and we see the energy that's seeping through there, and then we get a Real disturbing shot of Buffy's corpse. Real decomposed, shot. decomposed. But then it starts to recompose. Yep. <laughs> recompose. We get some milky eyeballs. Yep. Yep. And then she's there. And she's awake and she's breathing. Oh, Gasping. Gasping <laughs> in her coffin in her own grave. Uh-huh. Shoved back into her body. Uh-huh. From wherever blissful place that we'll find out she was. Because yep. she was not in a hell dimension, Willow. No. no. Nope. And now we're going to have to deal with that for three or four episodes. <laughs> Join us on this trip through therapy land. Exactly. <laughs> we're going to... Us. Join us. We're visiting Sunnydale on the couch with Buffy. Yeah. If <laughs> she... ever a town needed a therapist, it Good was Lord. Good Lord. There really should have been a couple, just one episode actually of Buffy just kind of sitting through and talking through some therapy because poor baby, she needed it. Especially after the last time she tried and he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) The high school therapist that she had to see. Ah, that's right. And she finally opened up and was telling him all about Angel and then she was like, Uh, oh man. (laughs) No, just, I can't even catch a break. I can't even go to therapy. So yeah, so she probably has that traumatic experience and she'll never mm-hmm. never be able to go to therapy again. <laughs> Willow would have made a good therapist. Because she could just erase their memories if they gave her any trouble. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> but surprisingly, that is the end of, Be- of Bargaining Part 1. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Buffy wakes up, we fade to black. Which great for first time viewers like just suspense and yes like oh my god it happened and oh my god they left her in the ground yep (laughs) couple things to note this was the first episode to air on the new UPN Mm. Buffy's new home it was her first it was the first episode to air there and you could tell right away it was a little more grown up right you know, even the cast, their clothes were a little better. Xander yeah. got a haircut. Xander got a haircut. Anya had some kind of flip going yeah, on. Yeah, she had her. She had good hair. Like her. Everyone her hair. had good hair. 
Yes. I, I was, you know, Dawn always has good hair. Like her hair is like immaculate. Mm-hmm. Like she's like got that Cordelia level hair. Yes. That like hair commercial hair. Yeah. And even the Buffy bot had some great hair. And then you've got James's hair, which we all love. Lovely. My burn you- of the week was um, when <laughs> Spike saves Giles and Giles is like, you could have let me in on the whole thing when he sets that vampire on fire for him. And he's like, oh, poor watcher. Life flash before your eyes. Cup of tea, cup of tea. Almost got shag. Cup of tea. <laughs> I can love that. <laughs> and I had, mine was just prior to that when he's really upset. He's like, come on, we're never going to get anything killed with you lot holding me up. And Tara's breathing all heavy. And she said, I thought the big ones were supposed to tire more easily. And Spike <laughs> says, no, that's over the hill shopkeepers. <laughs> Ouch. And Giles just replies, I'm fine. I just need to die for a minute. <laughs> there were a couple bodies dropped in this episode. We had the vampire spike set on fire. Hanson vampire. Hanson vampire. And probably a couple demons. Buffy made the bot may have took down one or two of those demons. Right. Probably a couple of Sunnydale residents in the downtown area. Couple people. Yep. Okay, yep. run over. We have a random trivia. When Spike's leaving the house at 2319, you can see his reflection in the mirror to the right of the front door. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that somebody's job? Continuity. Right. Right. The moral of this story is don't bring your friend back from the dead. <laughs> or at least bring a shovel when you do. Right. Or at least bring a shovel when you do. Because. <laughs> Y'all some real, y'all some trash, selfish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I would say this does pass the Bechdel test because if yeah. anything, they're mostly talking about Buffy. So, yeah. so sure. There it is. Yep. <clears throat> That's season six, episode one. All right. So let us know what you think about the bargaining part one. And you can uh, send us a voicemail, um, either a recording or you can um, write it out and send it to the email of revisitingsunnydale at gmail.com. And uh, let's let us know. Keep in touch. Let's talk it out because um, everybody's got a lot more time on their hands right now these yeah. days and trying to stay connected via the interwebs and stuff. And we want to talk to you. Yeah. So what next- else are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so next episode is bargaining part two. Clearly. So come at- make sure to come back for that. And in the meantime, you can subscribe, follow, like us as we gave you all the, the places at the top of the show. And you can follow us on Twitter at Back to Sunnydale or me, Camila, at the underscore Rugged Angel. Or me, Marcel, at Mspeare7338. All right. Until next time, uh, we will, uh, you know, be back with the other half of the show. Bye.